What is going on, everyone? This is episode one of Little Root Lessons, your newest Pokemon VGC podcast. Uh, my name is Carter Noble. Joined by us is our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. Carl, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot. Uh, we're fresh off of our of my first regionals experience for VGC uh, in Collinsville. And we're going to do some introductions and talk about our history in Pokemon and probably talk about Collinsville a little bit more in depth from our perspective and look at the top 16, go over some Pokemon that are fun to play with that are new to us from series three, uh, some stuff that isn't really working and some other cool, interesting topics. We have a lot planned for this first episode. Yep. So let's, let's just jump right in, man. Um, when, when did you start playing Pokemon? I was, I remember, I was I think I was nine years old when I got my first Game Boy. Yeah, I was a little younger than that, I think. Um, I have been playing since Red, Blue, and Yellow. have been playing religiously basically my entire life. Um, Pokemon's great, man. Pokemon is, has basically something for everyone at some point, you know? Yep. Uh, I got started with the training cards when I was like six years old. <laughs> Didn't play. I just collected them because I liked the art on them. Dude, Pokemon art's a, great. <laughs> then I found out there was an actual like video game, and I was already into video games a lot when I was a kid. So I found a guy at my at my elementary that wanted an NES uh, console, and he had a Game Boy, and I just like swapped for the Game Boy and had Pokemon Silver in it. And that like, I was cool. that was my that was my first game was Pokemon Silver. That's awesome. Um, had no idea what I was doing. I still have said Game Boy in my drawer. I don't have my copy of Silver. It's somewhere at my parents' house, hidden away. But yeah, my my Game Boy is over at my parents, and I know I have. I think last time I played it had Crystal in it, um, because I was playing it and I wanted to beat the game with just Abra. Um, and I did so in like four and a half hours or something. So <laughs> it was, that was an experience. Um, as for myself, I have played VGC for a couple of years now. Um, not really in the tournament scene so much though. Um, more, more so on just like online and on showdown and stuff. Um, I started in... 2018 this was right after ultra sun ultra moon came out so this is the format where we had the extended national decks i believe mm -hmm. um minus ubers and lander's therian was the best thing you could be doing in this format yeah i had heard many stories about lander's just ruining people's lives it was it, it was a weird experience man because it wasn't like the the gameplay behind lander's sucked but it was still a fun format to play. And I, it might just be that it was my first. So like, I'm always going to remember it, but it was, it was definitely one of those of, well, it seems like everyone's playing Landorus. And if you weren't, you had a very good reason to, um, my first tournament, I played a rain team on the backs of Politoed and, uh, belly drum Azumarill. Uh, cause priority, priority aqua jet was really sweet, especially in the rain. Um, we had a moon on it. So we had rage powder. Mm -hmm. So like we would, we would do, 
our, our typical lead was Azumiro Amungus, Rage Powder plus Belly Drum, and then switch into Toad plus Aqua Jet. And, like, from there, the, the game was over. Um, yeah, the downside of this... Like <laughs> the downside is we had a very big weakness to bulky grass. Or grass in general, because Rage Powder doesn't work against them. Yeah. Um, so, that tournament I played against... I think the nine rounds I played, I played against bulky grass seven times. <laughs> um, the the most memorable uh, match of that tournament, I played against Meganium. And I'm just like, alright, well, that thing's massive. I can't actually kill this thing. There is 0% chance of me winning this game. And I died to Meganium. <laughs> the statistically worst starter there is. Agreed. <laughs> uh, um, I, I did a lot of brewing in the... I guess it was the Sun, the Moon, and the Ultra series. So this is 2019. Um, this is where they allowed Ubers. Um... And one of the one of the big things that like I I was on very early um, that eventually became pretty widespread was Venusaur. Uh, Chlorophyll Venusaur was really good in that format because it could um, outspeed and Oko Xerneas. You could deal with Kyogre and Groudon by itself, depending on like if you were able to outplay your opponent, Venusaur could deal with both of them. Um, because, like, obviously, if they have their own Groudon, you outspeed it and can Oko with Solar Beam. And if they have Kyogre, you have your own Groudon that can then switch in, give you the the speed boost for Solar Beam, and then kill them. So, uh, Venusaur was really sweet in that format, and I don't actually know how well it performed, but it seemed like in my, like, online playing, it was kind of good, kind of yeah. everywhere, so... Um, so this was Collinsville, uh, this past weekend. It was your first VGC tournament. Yep. Very first actual VGC event, uh, had not played any kind of VGC before that. So we spent like the last two months before it prepping and getting everything ready. And we did not do so hot. <laughs> you know, man, in reality though. Um, what we, we ended up playing five of the six same Pokemon, I believe, was yep. the, the final count. You yep. cut Inteleon last minute for Dragapult. Yep. Um, uh, so we ended up playing Durant. Uh, you played Milotic too as well, right? Uh, no. What did you I, cut? So we played four of the six then. I don't remember you having Milotic for day one. Yeah. Yeah, we, we put it together Friday night. I thought we put it together Saturday night. No, nope. Because it was going to be for Series 3. Because nope, it we, well we, with the Sun Team. I, I definitely played it on uh, on Saturday. I know that. And mine was Snorlax over Milotic. Yeah, you, you, so I played Durant and Milotic, um, Arcanine, um, Togekiss, Whimsicott and Inteleon. Yeah. Uh, you cut Inteleon and Milotic for 
Dragapult, and Snorlax. And it was, I mean, it was honestly really good. Um, Dynamax, Dynamax Durant is a, like a hell of a thing. It hits really hard. It unless they have something that is faster than Durant, Durant will oko everything. Yep, but the the biggest problem is, like you said, is them outspeeding. Uh, if they can outspeed Durant, then it's super frail. Um, so the main idea was for Durant to come in, Dynamax turn one, and depending on what else you led, uh, either follow me or Tailwind, and then just hope that they uh, they don't double into Durant, basically. Yeah. And from there, like Durant can just sweep and mess with them and do everything you need to. So it was, in all actuality, I think the team was very good. Um, and I think it was a very good call for the weekend, too. Um, uh, I I legitimately think that all of my losses were my doing and not because I had the wrong team. Yeah. Um, when we get to top 16, it'll, it'll, it'll show that we were on the right track a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just, they, there's a lot better players than we were. I think uh, you, me... Our friend Quentin, who went, and um, there was someone else. We all got paired against actual, like, high-level competitive players round one. Yeah, round one I played Ashton Cox, who I believe finished in top 16. Uh, He finished 11th. He did? Okay. Yep. Uh, I played TJ Digicomo, um, who is been playing for a very 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 long time uh so long that he is he uh, re- pretty much retired from the competitive scene like in 2015 2016 <laughs> to be pokemon staff <laughs> and then came back and, and then started came back playing to play again. that's awesome and then quentin got paired against dallas regional champion aaron trailer round one <laughs> who finished just outside top 16 and 18 so man that's that's like, this tournament, like, it was 369 players? Yep. And, I mean, it was awesome. Every minute of this tournament was just fantastic. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. There was um, not a bad time had there. I know we brought a car of five, and all five of us, you know, had been previous Magic players and just been, like, you know, knew what to expect from a tournament scene. And I, I had played Pokemon before, so I knew what I was getting into. It was like, guys, these tournaments are the best tournaments I've ever been to. They are all very laid back. Everyone who is here wants to be here and, like, isn't playing just to play. Like, they, they aren't playing to, you know, to show off, basically. They're they're here to play and enjoy themselves. Yep. And... I, after talking with everyone on the ride home and that night and everything, it's just like everyone came out of this having fun and enjoying themselves. So it that's a very good experience when four of the five of us are, this is their first tournament. And, you know, e- even myself, like this is my second tournament. And like, it just shows me that this is how Pokemon tournaments are. They aren't, you know, raging neckbeards who are going to salt off because, oh, you, you, you know, 
purposely did the thing and you were stalling and you won. Yeah, no, there's none of that. It's just good, high-level play throughout the entire tournament. Yeah. Had a lot of fun matches. For sure, for sure. Um, memorable match of the weekend was my round four opponent, and I cannot remember his name, and I wish I could. Um, he had a team that I I know in team preview, we were we were joking around. I'm like, man, I don't I don't know how I'm gonna beat you. And let me let me pull this up. He brought Dragapult, uh, Rotom Heat, Corsola, uh, Galarian Weezing, Alcreamy, and Shuckle. That's right. That's who this is. Okay. Yeah. So, um, game one, he leads on. Rotom and Corsola, I get to do my thing with Durant and just kind of sweep him. Uh, game two, he leads Alcreamy Dragapult. Um, I did not lead Whimsicott, so I couldn't set up Tailwind to outspeed the Dragapult. So instead, I go for Follow Me. Uh, we both Dynamax. He Dynamaxes his Dragapult. I go for Max Darkness into it. It doesn't kill. It triggers his weakness policy. Um, and then he uses decorate off the Alcremie. So now it is plus four in special, plus four in attack. And it's faster than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, well, we are very dead. <laughs> so that's, that's how game two went. Uh, game three, I lead with Whimsicott, Durant, set up Tailwind, Oko the, uh, Oko the Dragapult. He lead, he still has, uh, Alcremie out. Brings out Rotom. Um, Durant ends up dying. I end up killing off the the Rotom. So it comes down to Arcanine. Uh, Arcanine and I think Whimsicott versus Alcremie and Shuckle. And I was joking before before game one. And I'm like, man, I just don't have an answer to this Shuckle. I'm like, if you ever bring it, I'm just dead. I can't beat that. And he ends up bringing it game three. And when he does, he's like... Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I brought it because I didn't expect to win this match, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and he power splits with my Arcanine and then decorates with Alcremie while I'm just sitting over here spamming Heat Wave trying to get some damage off. <laughs> um, he then proceeds to knock off my Barry or my Arcanine because I... I, I will tell you now, I had zero experience playing against Shuckle, so I had no idea what I was going up against. Uh, knockoff's my buried, and then just proceeds to beat me to death with knockoff while I'm trying to snarl it and, you know, just heat wave and try to get some damage off. And his clock was faster than mine, but, you know, when he's uh, also setting up decorates. So it was um, interesting. <laughs> Um, my most memorable match from Collinsville was probably, was actually probably round one against TJ, mainly because I'm the reason round one took an extra 20 minutes to, uh, actually get done, get through, because when we read, when we locked in our teams, they made me power cycle my switch, which reset the team. So I didn't have any of my changes that I had wrote and written down on the team sheet saved, I guess. And when I went into round one, 
the team that I saw was on the same team that I had written down on paper. So I'd immediately called a judge. Uh, 30 minutes later, we finally get it all fixed. I get a warning because it hadn't been, there was no competitive advantage or anything like that. And, um, the, the match two, cause match one, I was still tilted from messing up and just flustered and really wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. I got countered like every step of the way. Didn't really get a KO on his team. Round two, I whip out Snorlax and Norlax was the game was the mirror breaker there. Yep, it just I, does such a good job of just slowing the game down and being this really hard thing to deal with. Yeah, I, I came over um, as I, I think you were starting uh, your second game. And I sat in the row behind you and watched and just like Snorlax did everything. He's over yep. here, you know, just iron defensing with Corviknight to try to stall out the game. And Snorlax just doesn't care. Yeah. When when sure. Snorlax gets his belly drum off, he just doesn't care what you do. Yep. There's there's not enough of defense in the world that you can do to stop the Snorlax. But um it was cool because it's just like it was a lot of going back and forth with Arcanine mm-hmm. snarls to like lower his damage output and making sure that I had like I could get enough chip damage in and burn the ones I needed to burn and play this supporty slow control game to then get Snorlax in with follow me support from Togekiss to get the setup done to proceed to just start smashing people left and right. Um, another another one of my memorable games was uh, a game I won solely through Whimsicott Arcanine. He never even got to see my back to Pokemon. Because <laughs> Whimsicott and Arcanine sat there and just snarled and just whittled his team down to nothing because he... He tried to get Arcanine, and I just was faster, so I got to burn out his damage. He was trying to set up, so it was just like, Whimsicott gets the lead in and just fake tears, and I keep snarling and fake tears and snarl. Eventually, Snarl's doing half health to people because they're minus four special defense. It was it was a real fun <laughs> match. I can't say I got to hear about that one. That's that's fantastic, man. That was round. That was my win in round three. Uh, okay. When I won my first match was because I game one I just sat there with Arcanine and Whimsicott and just snarled and stalled him to death. That's uh, that's fantastic. So Arcanine is very high on my Pokemon that are really really good meter because it just does so many things very very well. So, um, the way that our typical show is going to go, um, this one is a little different just because, you know, we have introductions and, you know, want, want you as the listener to meet us, basically, we're introducing ourselves to you. Um, our typical show is going to be broken down into four parts every week. Um, week part one is going to be our, um, our topic of the week. Uh, this week is going to be talking about the Collinsville Regionals. Topic two is what we are working on, like, team-wise. Uh, topic three is going to be what isn't working, and then topic four is going to be what is working. Um, so we'll just we'll just jump right in here to topic one and talk about Collinsville Regional some more. Uh, specifically, top 16 lists? Yeah. So um, congrats to Andrew Ding on the, the win this weekend, um, playing Arcanine, Sylveon, Milotic, Durant, Tyranitar, and Gothitelle. Um, kind of kind of on the same page that we were of just 
Durant Dynamaxing is really powerful, especially when you can back it up with like reasonable support. Uh, specifically, like here, he has the Arcanine, um, Arcanine to back it up. Gothitelle seems really powerful here. Uh, I'm assuming he was doing hypnosis stuff with it. Yeah, I'm assuming it was hypnosis and probably like anti trick room. And then I know uh, we got to watch him on camera at one point, and like Tyranitar just like very cleanly cleaned up a couple different games, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Very clean. Uh, his Milotic was also just like, you trying to lower my stats, okay, here's Milotic with Muddy Water, and just proceed to smash you all the time. Um, Amon that I've been really high on since Series 1 came out was Sylveon. Um, like, specifically Throat Spray, Hyper Voice Sylveon is something that I have been working on a lot, and I think has been really sweet, and I didn't even know Throat Spray was an item until, I think you told me. I'm just mm-hmm. like, wait, hold on, hold on, what does this thing actually do? Real good. And, it, oh yeah, it's been, it's been real sweet. Um, the original team was a Gyarados Raichu team that had uh, Hyper Voice plus Hyper Beam Pixelate Sylveon on it. I'm just like, alright, this is this is sweet. You're, and you're, you're, you're KOing something with that thing, right? Oh yeah, like... Hyper Beam's gotta do it some, at some point. Like, you get the, the residual spread damage with Hyper Voice, you get your, your stat boost with your Throat Spray, and then, like, if that's not enough, like, you can team it up with, like, Whimsicott to make sure you outspeed everything, plus Helping Hand to make sure you smash everything. Uh, you get Fake Tears with Whimsicott as well, so, like, it's... Uh, Sylveon is, I think, kind of overshadowed by the most played Pokemon right now, which is Togekiss. Um, Togekiss being the premier fairy threat in the format is really good. <laughs> if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Togekiss would be the most played Pokemon at this point, I probably would have laughed at you. Yeah, Togekiss has... Probably some of the best support moves in the game with Follow Me and Ally Switch and Yawn and <laughs> Toki Kiss gets Follow Me uh, gets a Ally Switch. Yep. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I didn't actually know that. Well, now you do. Um, Toki Kiss is by far probably the most represented Pokemon. It was the most represented Pokemon of day two at Collinsville. 40, we counted 43, right? Yeah, I counted 43, and I counted it twice. I know there's a couple Vanillaxes uh, in here, and I made sure I didn't count them. Yeah. And I, I came up with 43. So, it's a little bit, probably a little bit higher than uh, what it says here at 64 at a quarter percent, so it's probably closer to 67. It's uh, it's probably higher, yeah, probably probably closer to sixty-seven to seventy percent somewhere in there. Yeah, but uh, forty-three Togekiss out of sixty-four Pokemon out of sixty-four teams is a lot. Yes, Pokemon it is. is really good, and the teams that don't have it tend to just not run a fairy type anyway. Or <laughs> are, are, are like if they do run a fairy type, it's like Grimmsnarl, or in in Andrew Ding's case, is uh, Sylveon as their supporter style Pokemon. Um, we had someone in ninth place uh, running Clefairy as their fairy type support, which that gets better uh, in Series 3 because we get Friend Guard. 
which but, uh, they did not in this tournament. Yeah, you weren't allowed for this. weren't allowed for it in this one. So I am really confused about what they're doing with uh, Clefairy compared to Clefable because, like, the bulk just doesn't seem worth the Eviolite. Like, I I think you and I had talked about this a little bit before, where Clefable's bulk is just better than Clefairy plus Eviolite. Yeah. So, I'm guessing they wanted... What abilities does it get compared to Clefable? Uh, Clefable gets... It's Magic Guard and something else. It's cute, charming Magic Guard. Um, yep. Only only Friend Guard is different. Yep, uh, friend, friend Guard, guard becomes unaware. Unaware for Clefable. Yeah, that's that's really weird. So I'm assuming they're just doing like magic card things. Maybe we don't have the actual like sets in here, so we can't really actually like click on it and look at it. But which is moderately unfortunate. But you know, we'll we'll take whatever data we can get. So we can usually infer though, looking through, yeah. it's like, oh, this is probably what they were doing because this is probably their role on the team. Um, but uh. Going from Andrew Ding's first place list to Wolfie Glick's uh, second place team. Which hard trick room. was a real hard trick room with a copycatting Lipard. Which was really cool. Interesting. Um, this was like at the very tail end of the last two weeks before we were like getting ready for Collinsville. I ran into copycat like Riolu with trick room Hattery. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were doing there. It's just like they would Dynamax their Hatterene, use Trick Room, which ends up being Max Guard, and then Copycat will take the next move used and use it. So in this case, it was giving that the it reads it the Max Guard as Trick Room, so it would be a fast Trick Room setup. Well, so I'm I assuming what they're what they're doing here is uh, instead of Hatterene, they're using Renuclus. Yep, Renuclus. Okay. Um, Gets to do the same kind of thing. Uh, you just D-Max, protect, uh, Trick Room. You could also do the same thing with Dusclops. But, uh, yeah, but that one, you probably don't want a Dynamax. Yeah, you can just do it anyway. Um, Mimikyu's a good abuser. Uh, Hyperior's also a good abuser. And Togekiss is just good support. Yeah, Togekiss um, is just good. <laughs> Who would have guessed that the best Mon in the game is just good on basically any team? The problem with this copycat setup is it's real easy to just, like, figure out because only, like, a handful of mons have copycat. And, and, and past that, like, um, something that's really noticeable in doubles, uh, like, in, in best of three compared to best of one is, like, gimmicks like that don't always work in best of three. Like, yeah, you can do it, like, maybe game one, but being able to pull it off multiple times. Many, yeah. Stealing game ones is real big. Because mm-hmm. it's just like it takes the momentum out of your opponent. Your opponent's got to go back and figure out, okay, well, then they did this game one, so I got to be prepared for that. And then with the way like Wolfie's team set up, you could just go into Dusclops and Togekiss and have Rapierre Mimikyu in the back and then just go for normal Trick Room setup. Mm-hmm. And then they over they overpredict and just try to like beat the Lipard, but. And that's that's something that like I've talked about kind of a little bit uh, with you, just like you know, like stuff like justified beat up doesn't really work in best of three, so like you need to be able to have a good backup plan. Yeah. It's so, like yeah, like Arcanine's really good, and like 
it not having Intimidate is probably worse than Best of Three than having it have Justified and then just using Beat Up. So it's yeah. these gimmicks, is uh, I'll refer to them as, it's just like not always the best thing you could be doing. Um, whereas like the, the copycat trick room thing is kind of cool. It's it's definitely something that I have never seen before. So, um, going into third place, uh, this one is pretty close to like what we were wanting to do with our team to mm-hmm. begin with. This is this um, is pretty close to how I actually started um, with the Raichu Gyarados core here, um, backed up with Durant, Milotic, Togekiss. And then they have a Hydreigon in their last spot, which is actually, that's actually something I tested in my last spot for quite a while and was kind of disappointed in. It just didn't really fit the need that I wanted in that slot. It It's super niche to play Hydreigon in anything. So just like Hydreigon, it's very limited in its move pool. You are like, you have to play a dark move. You have to play a dragon move. And then your last two moves are either earth power, flamethrower, or like hydro pump. I so, didn't know we got hydro pump. That's interesting. Does uh, it get a hyper also, voice? No. Damn. You I wanted run, to throat spray it. <laughs> you can run surf, but like, then you're just like residual damage to the rest of your team. So it's just like, do you want to do that? So it just becomes a question of, like, do you need ground, water, or fire coverage? Mm-hmm. Like, do you have to have it? And on his team, he did, so that's why it just, like, it slots really well. Whereas, like, into other teams, it doesn't do as hot. Especially, like, if you're running, like, Pokemon, if you're running, like, uh, Arcanine already. You don't really need the fire-type move, because Arcanine does a real good job of being a fire-type coverage while still being able to do the support role. You don't really need the ground type move when you're running like extra drill or uh, Gastrodon because you have that ground coverage anyway. So Hydreigon is cool. It's really fast. It's really powerful. It's just it eats you up your assault vest slot a lot of the time, which sucks. Yeah. So it's like you can't use other Pokemon that want assault vest like Titar or say like um, there was another Pokemon I know I saw it on this list. Oh, Mudsdale's the big one. Mm-hmm. Like Mudsdale, Delmize, these all want Assault Vest on them, and playing Hydreigon means you can't play them usually without them. Without, it means you can't usually play those other Pokemon because you don't have Assault Vest. Uh, fourth and fifth are really, really close Real to close. each other. Uh, both of them have the same, four of the same six. I have no idea if they like teamed together, like planned together like we did. But it also could just be that, like, these four are all playable mons, too. So, like, we have uh, Togekiss, Whimsicott, Arcanine, and Rotom Wash. Like, those those four are all good mons. Yeah. Um, the difference comes down here to the uh, fourth place, Alex Arand has a Duran, a uh, sorry, a Dureladon and a Conkeldur. Yeah. And then in fifth, Alberto Lara has a. Pachirisu? That's Togodomaru. Yeah, there we go, that one. <laughs> that that Pikachu knockoff. <laughs> and Hydreigon. I'm not gonna lie, I have no idea what this Togodomaru is doing. Uh, Togodomaru gets Nuzzle, Fake Out, Spiky Shield, uh, 
can carry uh, iron barbs as an ability to just get extra damage on it when they attack into it. Um, also, it's just like has uh, what's the zap zing or whatever it's like your type move is. It's physical. Does um, it get enough bulk to carry a rocky helmet? Probably. You probably can do that. Hmm. I know that's like the the thing we you used to always do with Ferrothorn is you would you'd have iron bob iron barbs plus a rocky helmet just to get like a lot of damage when they hit you. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know if this thing is frail enough that it just doesn't matter and it has to have like an air balloon or what it was actually doing here. Um, I know it just it it can die to any like ground type move that gets oh, yeah. it just because it's not that bulky usually. Yeah, but... lack of lack of bulk plus a four times weakness. I mean that's that's Durant's problem, you know, is it gets hit by one fire move and it doesn't matter what it is, it's dead. Yeah, but the thing is is Togo Navarro has a bunch of other weaknesses Durant doesn't. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> plus, why... you know, Durant can Oko like three fourths of the field and Togo Navarro is here. <laughs> yeah, Togo tomorrow is just Togo tomorrow. Um but I like the Conkledur in the fourth place team to round out to round it out instead of playing this high dragon. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely like uh the idea of Drelodon, Conkledur over Togunamaru and Hydreigon. Um I see a lot of people doing the like the three man cores of here's my grass, fire, water, and my fairy steel dragon. And mm-hmm. I like Duraladon as your steel dragon because it takes up both slots, leaving you an extra spot to play another mon that you need for coverage, like this Conkleder, who does a real good job with either Flame Orb or Assault Vest and can just punch people really hard. Um, Conkleder's really good, man. Yeah, Conkleder's really good. Now that I have my, my own Flame Orb, I actually like I get to use it, and it's really good. My one complaint about Conkleder is it's really, really weak to Togekiss. Ice Punch, man. It's a hell of a drug. Gleam don't care. Yeah, but Conkledor is usually tanky enough that it can take one. So. You know what it can't take? Crit from this Air Slash. No. <laughs> nope, no it can't. <laughs> no, but that's when you just follow me on your own Togekiss and it just goes into that one. So That's fair. I, I think it's a very good teammate to Togekiss. And I think without that support, I don't really don't really care for it. Yeah, I like Conkledor Togekiss pairs up really well because Conkledor covers Togekiss' steel weakness with Mach Punch and Close Combat and Drain Punch. And then you get Ice Punch to deal with like other flying types, mm-hmm. dragon types if you need to. So you get ice punch, which you know avoids lightning rod if that's a thing. Um, like it, there's nothing that'll punish you really for having an ice punch compared to a thunder punch. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot that can go wrong with a thunder punch. Um, the big difference there is, uh, thunder punch is better against Milotic, and and Gyarados, whereas ice punch is just like kind of not great in that spot. Yeah, you're just you're just hoping you're just gonna hit them, keep hitting them with drain punch, and hope they don't do enough damage to kill you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, moving on to the sixth place, and probably the most interesting team in the top eight. Yeah, this is the this is a team that got a lot of uh, 
lot of talk about when it was on stream. Uh, Benji Wang ended up playing uh, playing Tokikis Seismitoad. That that's not even the weirdest part of this team yet. <laughs> yeah, we're not even there yet. That's part one. So we have Seismitoad. Uh, we have a Toxtricity, Chandelure, uh, Grimmsnarl, and Conkledur. This team is interesting. So what's cool about this team is it's like soft Trick Room because we get Chandelure, Seismitoad, and Conkledur mm-hmm. with Tokikiss as support. Or you can play this mid-speed controlly game with bulky Pokemon and use Toxtricity as just, like, a fast sweeper. Toxtricity gets access to Toxic, correct? I believe so. Are we doing Toxic stall things? You can. It's, it's like not the that, greatest. Is that the plan of, like, our, our mid-range format? Is just, like, Toxic stall people? Not really. Okay. Um, you'd much rather just be boom-bursting and hyped and just, like, spread okay. damaging them over and over. I, I haven't got to watch a lot of coverage from the tournament because, you know, we were there and I've worked all week, so I haven't got to watch a lot of coverage from it. So I wasn't 100% sure what this Toxtricity was actually doing. Yeah, just normal Toxtricity things. It gets a shift. Okay. It, gets, it gets gear shift, which you you follow, you lead with Togekiss, and you, get, you uh, follow me, gear shift, so you just get faster and have a special attack boost, and then you just boom burst throat spray and just boom burst boom burst boom burst over and over and over i start you just oko everything because punk rock plus throat spray plus gear shift or shift gear whatever it's called interesting um also running grimstar for screens to help your pokemon just survive a little bit longer you got conkleder to help like again it's a great pair of toe kiss it helps out there um Notably, it also helps cover the grass weakness for uh, Seismitoad mm-hmm. with Ice Punch. So that's super cool. Plus, like, Toxicity does a lot of work here against, like, uh, like the bulky water types it has coverage against. Uh, if if there's grass Pokemon running around, like, specifically Ludicolo or Rotom Mo, like, it gets poison stabs, so, like, can take care of them that way, too. Yep. So it it seems really interesting. Um, this is a team I'm going to have to go watch and actually see how it plays. Agreed. We got to see, it was on as we were leaving the mm-hmm. Veggie Center that, uh, that afternoon. I, so. I remember we were testing Series 3 stuff while, while the matches were going on and trying to watch, but, uh, it kind of drew a crowd, so we didn't get to actually see a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the 7th place... And looking through it, it, this is another one that was just like, here's the Chandelure for Strict Room things. Here's Togekiss uh, Conkledur for just like shenanigans. Uh, and here's Duraludon to just be like another damage threat. But we're also playing Teleon. Which... And that's, that's a Mon that we were pretty high on. Oh, I know I was. Evidently you weren't because you dropped it last second. But I dropped it last second for Dragapult because Dragapult gets fire damage to kill Durant. Um, but Inteleon, we did a lot of calcs on it, and it gets access to stuff like, we were, I was running Expert Belt. I was running Expert Belt, uh, Inteleon, with Snipe Shot, uh, Ice Beam, Air Slash, and Mud Shot. Um, Mud Shot was there specifically for stuff like Duraludon, because 
uh, it could Oko a regular Dureliton. Because yeah. we're max we're max special. You gotta hope it's not a salt vest, pretty much. Um I thought the Calc said we could Oko even if it was Vest. Uh if we Dynamax we get to Oko. Okay. But Other not guys. if we're regular? No. So you're you're the one who did all the calcs. I just played Pokemon. <laughs> yep, I did all the math and hard stuff. He just got to play, do have all the fun. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, moving on to eighth place, and we'll kind of just fire these off here as we go because it's getting a little bit stretched for time for this first topic already. Uh, Justin Ramirez in eighth place. We see pretty much the Arcanine, Whimsicott, Rodom, Wash Core. From mm-hmm. previous teams, we see Conkolder, Duraludon. So this is this is really similar to the fourth and fifth place list, except uh, specifically the fourth place list. But instead of instead of Kiss, they're playing Milotic. Yeah. Which I don't know if I think I would rather have Kiss in that spot. It's just bulky something other to do stuff with. Yep. Kind of where we're at with that. Bulky one. nuisance that gets the spread damage and and you know. Support. Uh, ninth place in the hands of Daniel Thorpe. Uh, we got a Clefairy in the in this team along with, to go along with this Charizard, this Gastrodon, this Rotomo, Groomsnarl, and Galarian Darmanathan. We get regular Darmanathan in Series Three, don't we? Yes, we do. It doesn't do anything compared to Galarian, does it? Uh, not unless you just have to be Fire type off it. Uh, Darmanathan is a mon I worked on quite a bit early on. Um, and I ended up... I don't think I ended up playing it. I know in testing, there was a match where I forgot that it got access to Flare Blitz, and I, I specifically remember I didn't make that mistake again. <laughs> <laughs> because not only was it faster than Durant, it also killed me. So I I learned very quickly how to play around uh, play around uh, Darmanitan. Yep. I just specifically looking at Daniel's team here. I just don't know what this Clefairy is doing. I don't know. Like the the core of like Charizard plus Gastrodon seems really good. Like that um, seems fine. Life do means you get the heal plus special attack boost from your Clefairy on Gastrodon. Interesting. Because that's how that works. Uh, Rotom Mo is... Rotom is kind of unimpressive the more I've played with it. Um, like, when I play against it, it seems good, but when I play with it, I'm just unimpressed and rather have basically anything else in that spot. Yeah. Is that is that the conclusion you've come to? Yeah. I kind of... I like. I have, like, five Rotoms that I've built, and I haven't played with any of them. Yeah, Charizard's really good. Uh, Grimmsnarl's been impressive. Darmanitan hits like a like a truck, man. So like it has good mons here. There's just a couple things I I don't fully agree with, namely this Clefairy in series two and this Rotom. But like Rotom at, at this point is like the best grass mon we got access to. That's not named Ludicolo in the rain. So I can I can see it. Um, moving right on, we have Justin Barnes in tenth playing uh, Kiss Excadrill, Sylveon, Rotom Wash, uh, 
Dusclops and Conkledur. Um, has the trick room set up with Dusclops, Conkledur, has just, I'm assuming this is just Moldbreaker, Excadrill, just to smash things. And yep. then Sylveon probably doing a, a decent support, like, support sweeper here alongside Togekiss and Rotom as support. So, seems seems fine. I can get down with it. It doesn't seem, um, I, I don't really think there's anything I would change here. Maybe I could, I could see cutting the Rotom for, like, another Trick Room sweeper. Because, like, the rest of the team is really fast. So, having having another, like, Trick Room abuser I could get down with. Um, I would consider both Sylveon and Togekiss to be potentially speed, mid-speed tiers. So they, like, kind of work on a Trick Room. Yeah, both of them are at both... 80 base. Oh, I thought they so... were 60. No, they're both 80 base. 80, oh. is, 80 is the mid is the mid speed tier in trick room. Oh, Lapras. Room. Lapras is base 60. Yeah. That's why I know that number. Um but yeah, so like they're they're they are in the mid they're just at the upper echelon of this is okay for trick room. So it, this team's okay. Like it it it's built okay for trick room. I would I don't hate Rotom Wash here because you definitely need like a water a water type pokemon in here. Specifically, just beat out uh, anything that could like totally just smash Excadrill. I want this Rotom to be Gastrodon. Is I don't that crazy? hate that, but you then you like leave yourself early open to like any grass type move because Excadrill, no Excadrill Steel. Yeah, Excadrill resists. So you have one grass weakness in. Yeah, and your, like, your Excadrill's neutral, and your Togekiss uh, resists. Dusclap resists. It's okay. I, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, eleventh place, Ashton Cox. We've kind of talked about him a little bit. Let me let me tell you what's special about Ashton Cox team. Uh, so in team preview round one, I see Tokikis, Jellicent, Arcanine, Delmise, uh, Raichu, and Conkelder. My first thought while processing this is, all right, you have three Mons that really benefit from having Trick Room, but I don't see a Trick Room setter. I don't know what's going on now. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to lead Durant, and I'm going to lead Whimsicott, and we're just going to Tailwind and outspeed them because they don't have Trick Room. This will be fine. He leads Jellicent and Raichu. I'm like, alright, cool, whatever. That Raichu's gonna gonna fake out, so Whimsicott's just gonna sit here and he I'm pretty sure I switched out Whimsicott for something else and and uh Dynamaxed and went for a max darkness into the Jellicent. The problem is is I didn't kill the Jellicent. No, I, I max quaked into the Raichu. I max quaked into the Raichu, so I didn't kill the Jellicent. Which is when I learned that Jellicent gets Trick Room. And I proceed to die to a shiny Delmise. And it was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot that game. Because yeah. I did not know how awesome Delmise's shiny was. And I got to learn that Jellicent gets Trick Room. <laughs> learn all sorts of things that day. Yeah, it was interesting to say the least. Um, 
Next up, we have Trick Room. Using Surfetched. Rhyperior. Roserade. Our Trick Room setter is Bronzong. And we have and then, Trap Hinge and Togekiss. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing with Trap Hinge. Arena Trap? Yeah, but why, if we're already, like, hard trick room, why are we not playing Gothitelle? Um, because that's not a psychic type. Yeah, but Bronzong's resistant to... No, it's not resistant to Dark, is it? It is They not. changed that in Gen 6? Yep. It also is really easy to just beat it up using any ground type or fire type move, depending on which one you have. Yeah, but then you also have two trick room setters. Why do we need two? Rosa Raid's not slow enough for Trick Room. It's it's in that mid speed tier of about eighty to ninety. I've always liked I've always liked Rose Raid, but it's been not good enough for me to ever try to play. Yeah. Uh we're we're literally Trick Room just to be like, oh, they tailwind, okay, we just trick room to beat them. Be like, alright, we'll stop it. Yeah, like this is a soft trick room. Okay. I can I can get down. I just just does Bronzong get Parish Song? No. Not that I remember. I need to... I am confused. I am currently looking it up. I'm going to keep talking while you do that. Uh, 13th place. No Parish Song. Uh... This is a team that I like a lot because I was trying to break one of the Pokemon for a while. Uh, Toekiss, Inteleon, Sylveon, Dusclop, Starmanitan, and Araquanid. Yeah, I know. I can't tell you how many Araquanid brews I got from you. I'm just like, Carl, I don't think this is good, man. Water Bubble, man. Water Bubble's so good. It can't be burnt and has fire damage? Yeah. So, like, it's, it's a... Trick Room Abuser that's physical that doesn't get shut up by Will-O-Wisp. Yep. I, I mean, I'll, I'll let you... Here's your moment to talk about Araquanid, man. So, Araquanid is super duper cool. Uh, specifically because it gets entrainment. Uh, you can give your own Pokemon Water Bubble if you need to. If you're, like, say, like... Uh, the big one I saw was um, Rhyperior. You can entrain it to give it, uh, have fire damage, to just, like, water bubble it against opposing Rhyperiors, so your actual, like, special sweeper can Oko it. Um, I did it against a thick, fat Pokemon so that my, I could actually, like, hit it with, like, actually damage it with Ice-type moves, because that's all I had left. Um, it gets Lunge and or Leech Life as your physical Bug-type move. Um, you get Liquidation as your Water-type move. Uh, has really high attack for what it is. Like, really high base attack. And its speed is... You could actually get slower than Torkoal on Araquanid. Which is Good lord, that thing's slow. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a really good Trick Room counter. Entrainment is really under... It's like a really good bit, like move to use. Especially if your ability just, like... Does nothing. It can turn off Conkledur. Mm. So they can't. You don't. Their flame orb does nothing, and they lose guts. 
What happens if flame orb triggers and then you give them water bubble? It will remove the burn. Oh, it does? Okay. Yep. Darn. I was hoping you could do that and they just slowly die to their burn. Nope, it removes the burn. Lame. Nintendo fix you, your game. You cannot be burned. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's super cool. Pairing it with like Inteleon Darmanitan is a little weird because just like those are both really fast. Yeah, they're both really fast. I would have prepared would have preferred like to see like instead of Darmanitan a physical trick room abuser like Delmize or Delmize or Rhyperior, Yeah. One of those two, um, but it's fine. It's apparently it off. It apparently did really well because it's thirteenth place. So, yeah. Um, Moving on, on to fourteenth. Last three, last three yeah. teams here. Fourteenth um, is Hard Sand. Uh, this is something that you and I expected a lot of going into the weekend. I think I saw it exactly once. I actually saw it a bunch, but <laughs> just not across the table. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a. Togekiss backed up by Tyranitar, Excadrill, Rotom Wash, uh, Grimmsnarl, and Dragapult. Uh, the big the big piece of tech here is Dragapult in Sand is a very good answer to Durant. Yep. Um, which is something that evidently did really well this weekend when like when Sand did really well at the Oceana uh, Internationals. Like, Durant became a very popular answer to that, it seemed like. So, to counteract that, to, to play the, you know, the step three here, the, you know, third level play, is to then play Dragapult to beat out Durant. And then the play after that is to play your own Dragapult and hope you would speed ties, which is what <laughs> I try to do. Nah, man, you just, you have, you get access to trick uh, Tailwinds, and they don't, so your Dragapult's then faster... So you're trying to, like, big brain play the big brain plays. This is going nowhere fast. Uh, <laughs> moving on to 15th and 16th, which are kind of similar, which are which is cool. Um, they're both using the Vanillax and Teleon leads to just, like, blizzard people to death. Yeah, this is, uh, this is something that they did at uh, the Oceania... Uh, internationals as well, right? That's mm-hmm. something that got really popular there. Yep. Um, the big difference here is we have Scrafty, Grimmsnarl, Silvali, and and uh, Galarian Weezing versus Colossal, Rotom Mo, and then we have a minor Trick Rooms uh, Trick Room setup here with Dusclops and Conkeldurr. Do we know what type this Silvali is? No, we do not. Interesting. Uh, I If you haven't got to watch A-Drive's uh, vlog yet from Collinsville, he goes into why he picked like the Dust Claps of the Conqueror, and he goes over his entire team there. So we're not really going to probably touch on it, Dan's uh, team too terribly much. Like oh, is that... I, I didn't realize that was uh, A-Drive. I didn't yeah. recognize the last name. Yeah, so that's that's a drive. He'll if you want to get check out his team and that and have him talk about it. He goes over it in a whole lot of detail on his YouTube video. I will uh, I will link that down in the show notes. Um, Wolfie also went over his team a whole lot, so he probably has a lot more insights than we do about his team. 
I will I'll link both Wolfie's and A Drive's uh vlogs basically uh down down in the in the description. So for those who haven't got to watch those yet, they'll they'll be readily available there. Uh looking over the fifteenth place list, I love this Galarian Weezing. I love it. Man, it's it's one that I was kinda high on there for about a week and then like I just could never figure out how I wanted to build the team around it. Right? That's that's always the hard part, is just like you need Pokemon's that abilities. Like you want to run neutralizing gas, but you like, want it's a really good ability. Off. Yeah. You don't want to turn off all your abilities. So it's just like, well, then what do we do? So it's cool, like I guess it's like because like you turn off opposing like intimidates and whatnot and it's kind of cool like that or you it shows off prankster too right yeah it turns off prankster interesting to see it here then with uh with grimmsnarl yeah that's why i don't, like, I don't it, know what it is it could be misty it could be misty surge and just be setting oh and then yeah that's probably what it is it's probably misty surge and then like the grimmsnarls carry like a uh misty seed so it has a little bit of bulk to it probably and then, like, Grimmsnarl can set up screens, and then they can sweep with whatever's in the back. Yeah. I can I can get down with that. That seems kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, going through the rest of it, not a whole lot of, like, variety. There's there's a Muddale team in here. There's a Hippowdon. There's a Butterfree lead in there. A lot of cool Pokemon that showed up this weekend uh, to come play. So, um, interesting note here at 17th place, we have, uh, Nate Incinetti, who, uh, is the man I lost to playing Meganium. <laughs> so, it really does, man. Um, Nate is a very, very great person. He is a fantastic Pokemon player. Um, I, I met him through Pokemon and he's, I know he's qualified for Worlds a couple different times now. Um, He's he's definitely going to it, just just watch out for Nate. He's he's going to do something well. He he's a very very good player. So and as his I believe his uh his Twitter bio says he will beat you with Meganium and I can confirm that. <laughs> so um any anything else here you want to touch on before we move on to topic 2 of the week seeing how we're Almost an hour in. <laughs> I try to find this Gudra team and see what it was. I can't find. It. Oh, there it is. So this Gudra team in 49th. I can get 100% tell you this is the weakest policy Gudra because they have Ice Shard on their Inteleon. Interesting. 100% guarantee these things. It's because you're in love with Gudra and tried to make this Gudra's work. Gudra is one of my favorite Pokemon. I've been trying. To, I, I'm excited for our draft league coming up because I'm going to draft Gumi and I'm going to draft Agaslash. I'm going to beat everybody with them. See, you say that, but I'm a I'm a smash. I don't know with what yet, but I'm a smash. Sure, <laughs> you can definitely try. All right, man. Um, anything you want to close out on here in Collinsville before we move on with our lives? Yeah, I got all of it out of, out of, out of my system. Cool. Closing the tab. Um, topic number two, uh, what we are working on. Um, so series three started the last Sunday, so the first? Yep. First of March. 
Um, and with that comes a couple new things. Um, the biggest one so far that I've seen on Showdown is G-Max Lapras. Yep. This thing's really powerful. Oh, yeah. Um, like, the fact that, like, it has... Super bulky. Is it almost has 500 it. health when it Dynamaxes. <laughs> yeah. That's like Snorlax levels of bulk, by the way. Just Yeah. yeah. Except it has the bulk to back it up, whereas Snorlax just punches. Yeah, we, we go a full attack on Snorlax so we could actually just, like, kill things. Lapras doesn't need it. That's, that's the thing. Um... So what I've been doing with Lapras is weakness policy, which is pretty common at this point, it seems like. Um, Policy Lapras seems really powerful. Um, I know... I can't remember who. I saw it on Twitter today. They were talking about um, playing shell armor compared to water absorb, so you just, like, can't be, oops, I killed it. Yeah, so, no crits. So, that's so you bad. don't have to you don't have to worry about the extra math of all right, am I dead or not to a crit? Yeah. Um, but the big thing we want to touch on this week is how do we answer G Max Lapras? What do you um, got? Haven't really found a good one yet. Venusaur is decent. Anything with um, Brick Break is decent. Brick Break seems really powerful because it breaks the screens. Um, Psychic Fangs is also in that same same idea. So if you're running something like Dracovish, you may want to switch over to Psychic Fangs compared to Crunch, possibly for now. Um, or Ice Fangs. I could see cutting Ice Fangs or Crunch. Um, there's like no good way to just straight up beat it because no. once it sets up Aurora Veil, it's going to reduce the damage coming at it the next attack. So you've got to like have really fast brick break into really powerful second move. The the best answer I've found to Lapras is speed. Uh, you need to be able to outspeed it, which is not that hard seeing how it's a base 60 speed and doesn't have speed investment. Um, and just doubling into it and just overpowering it compared to letting it do its thing. Yeah. Um, I think is the, the best conclusion I can come up to. Um, stuff that seems potentially, uh, viable, stuff like Raichu was already, like, tier two and a half, tier two, somewhere in there of, like, playable. I think Raichu gets a little better because it gets access to, like, Nuzzle, so you can potentially, uh, you can potentially paralyze it on turn one into, like, Brick Break if it does set up screens, um... Backing that up with something like Tyranitar to be able to rock slide it, or like maybe maybe Rhyperior is good. Like if you're if you're going to like worry about like speed controlling it, um, you could just Trick Room Rhyperior. Trick Room is not something I've seen any of since Series Three started. Yeah, no, it's easier to hate out Trick Room because just like everyone's running Trick Room answers anyway, mm-hmm. so it's like whatever. And then just like. Some teams are really popular right now because Venusaur and Solar Power GMAX Charizard are both legal. So you just get to run around and just smash people with that. So I I wouldn't be surprised if Trick Room kind of just falls out of favor now that we have better strategies to play with that do different things. I think it's it's worth considering. I think it's worth remembering um, 
during team composition, but I don't think it's something that you need to have a strict answer to, like it has been in Series 1 and 2. Yeah. Um, besides that, like you mentioned, Venusaur seems really powerful, especially since it gets access to Chlorophyll. Um, if you're doing stuff like that, I've been really impressed with, like, Sableye quashing things. Is that the attack? Is it quash? Yep, quash makes them go last. So, like, just quash plus, like, solar beam or, you know, it, well, max overgrowth. Uh, just to be able to put some real pressure on them. Um, another good answer is just, like, putting them to sleep so they don't do anything. Um, I think this is where Butterfree gets a little better. Where you have compound eyes, you're way faster than it, so you can just put it to sleep with sleep powder. And there's really... I, I don't know what gets electric terrain as its ability in this in this gen. Uh, Pin Churchin. Cool, so not playable. <laughs> You'd be surprised. If it is, I will... I ran into one. You know, I'm not actually surprised now. <laughs> um, I ran into Pin Churchin and it promptly died. I didn't know what it was supposed to do, <laughs> but it died. So getting uh, the big thing is like Lapras is also carrying Thunderbolt and or Thunder, uh, depending on what it wants to do. So you like Yawn does not work. Yawn is not good enough. Um, it needs to be Sleep Powder or Spore, it seems like. So you um, stop the terrain getting set up for sure. If if you're playing Venusaur, I would consider being Life Orb compared to Vest and having Sleep Powder as an abil- as an attack. And I would look into playing Butterfree. Um, or this is, this, fast brick break. Wow. Yeah, this is this is all theory crafting right now. Um, this is stuff that we need to work on, and like we're this is like you know we need if G Max Lapras is level one, we need to figure out level two, and yeah. which is where we're at. So, and it might take a while. Yeah, <laughs> it it could be solved tomorrow. It could be solved next week. It could be solved a month from now. Who knows? Um, any, anything else you want to touch on with, with specifically Lapras right now in, in topic two? No, there's not a whole lot of good answers to Lapras. Like the best thing you can do is just like run away to break the Aurora Veil that sets up and just double into it. Yep. That's, that's where I'm at right now. Just doubling in, getting, uh, like spread damage, like rock slide's really good. But if you're going to Rockside, make sure you can kill it with your second hit. Because otherwise you're going to trigger its policy. Yep. Same, um, with, same with anything you hit it with. Like Giga Drain, uh, with your Max Overgrowth, with your... Um, like, Toxtricity has Overdrive, and it, it can do it too. We get G-Max Toxtricity now. That's kind of cool. Didn't think about that one. We can Poison and or Paralyze it. Yeah. Um, G Max Hattering is also legal, so you can just confuse it and just be like, just stop it, man. Doesn't <laughs> Groupstar put things asleep? Or is it Yawn? I actually don't know the answer to that. I think Grimstarls is Yawn, and that's not very good. I I know uh, G Max Grimstarls is legal. That doesn't mean I've ever actually played against it, though. Um, topic three? Sure. 
Topic three, what isn't working? Um, basically, things that were really hyped that we've tried and have kind of just failed every time we've seen it. Rotom would originally fall into this category. Yep, Ro- Rotom, I think, is a, is a pretty good example of this. Um, specifically talking like this week and talking series three and moving forward. Um, something that was pretty, pretty hyped and that we did a lot of testing with in the last week is Incineroar. And I just have not been impressed with it. it. It's not as good as it was in original, like in its original heyday with all the Ubers and whatnot. It's just not as good. Which uh, is weird to say. The The format got quote-unquote weaker by not having the Ubers, but in turn, it's not as good. Well, you're not, you're able to fake out Ubers. Yeah, whereas you can't fake out my Dynamax. Exactly. You can't fake out the GMAX slapper sitting across from me that gets set up fail. Can't do that. Uh, you can't. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is like Intimidate's not as good because there's a lot of ways to counter it with like Defiant and Mirror Armor. And like if you're, if you're going deep, you have Neutralizing Gas from Weezing. There's a lot of ways to counter Intimidate. And on top of that, you have lots of ways to be able to counter uh, fake out, may it be dynamaxing or psychic terrain or something like that as well. Yep. So it seems every time I've played with Incineroar, my opponent has about three answers to it. And every time I play against it, I just don't care about it. Sounds about right. Um, Incineroar was just like, fake out had a lot of like counters anyway, because we had psychic terrain on Indeedy female. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, a lot of the Pokemon that just like able to die to max turn one fake out doesn't do anything to. So you're having to waste fake out on the support bond, which just feels bad. Well, also like talking about like Incineroar in his heyday in the Ubers, like the Uber metagame. I don't really remember Trick Room being good. And now that Trick Room is like, okay, your best Trick Room setter is Dusclops, which fake out does nothing against. Yep, can't hit it and against Dusclops, can't hit against Jellicent, can't... Can't hit it when it has Ndidi Hatterene as a lead? Like, yeah. it just doesn't do anything. That lead just murders that poor Incineroar. So it that might be one of the big reasons it wasn't good during the Uber tier is because Fake Out was really good then. Yep. So it it's a play of what is going on around it to dictate how good something is. Um, this, like we were talking about with Togekiss at the very beginning, it's just like, I didn't anticipate Togekiss being the best thing, yet here we are. You know, yeah. it's the most played Mon, looking at multiple tournaments up to now. So we can look at Pokemon in a vacuum all day, but once it actually, like, hits the meta and starts actually being played with other things, its role can change, its, uh, how good or bad it is can change. Yep. So kind of like how like magic was it's just like looking at cards in a vacuum is really really hard but then once, like, context drops, is key yeah so in, any uh, any other moms you want to touch on in, in topic three anything else that's um, just been kind of falling on its face i was hoping a little bit nine tails would be good but with gmax lappers just being a thing gmax lappers is just better the the big thing about nine tails um is it's way faster. 
So it can set screens before it ever gets hit. Um, the problem is, is it can also get fake out, and you know it like it's not the fastest thing in the meta game. So it can just get answered before it ever does its thing. There's, exactly. Plus, uh, you have to set up snow. You have to set up hail for that, which can be detrimental to your team unless you're running like Inteleon with Blizzard. Yeah, it was it was something I worked on for the first couple days after Series Three got announced. I'm just like. All right, well, let's do Aurora Veil Ninetales plus G-Max Lapras to see how this goes. Just like, I'm going to set my screens one way or another. Yeah. And it was okay. Um, it wasn't, like, the best thing, but I think the the big takeaway was G-Max Lapras is really good. So, uh, Ninetales has been cut from that team, and I've moved on to different comps around Lapras. Yeah, Lapras Which, is just a better veil setter. And I think that kind of transitions into topic four this week of what is working. Um, you know what Lapras needs, Carl? More bulk. What if the super hard bulky mon, like the super hard to kill bulky threat was even harder to kill? You're talking about Clefairy, right? Friend I am talking about Friend Guard Clefairy. Um, it has been, it's been a blast, man. People don't anticipate it. Like the number of messages I've gotten on Showdown of "What are you doing?" is just been fantastic. Um, you you got to watch a couple games before we started recording. We were just like, "Well, Clefairy took thirty percent from that <laughs> from that attack." And like there was there was a game where Clefairy was the MVP because it picked up multiple kills. Like, <laughs> yep, it it's great. Clefairy is great, and I I think people are seriously underrating it. Um, the reason I'm not super duper high, I I like G Max Lapras is cool. It's a cool thing. It's a good veil setter. I'm just not super high on it because it automatically means that's your D Max. Oh yeah, for sure. Like for sure. you are locked into Dynamaxing this Pokemon. So you can get up your Aurora Veil. If you do not do that, your team kind of falls apart. I agree. It's the same kind of gimmick thing we were talking about earlier, except this gimmick is really, really good. Yeah. Like So it becomes a question of, like, how long until this, like, when they figured out how to beat this gimmick, what what happens then? Like, where does Lapras go then? Because then you can't, you can't afford to not Dynamax your Lapras. Yeah, and like that's that's up. when you need your supporting cast to be all playable too. Where like you can't rely on one mon to carry the game. Whereas like with like Durant, Durant comes in, picks up one to two kills, and that's his job. You know, yep. whereas Lapras's job is to prevent your opponent from killing you while also picking up kills. And when your opponent has figured out ways to make it where it's get, getting knocked out consistently that's when it falls off the face of the earth and proceeds to not be played as widely as it is right now because it's it's a staple it is going to be played for quite a while i i have no doubt in that yeah it's just a matter of what can people do to be able to counter it and like we we kind of talked about it's just like i don't see a true hard counter to it like there are other mons like there's 
a thousand different answers to Incineroar right now, and that's why he's not very good. Whereas stuff like Arcanine has fewer fewer counters and also does the supporting intimidate role a little better. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a give and take game, and right now Lapras is taking it all. <laughs> so I have been very impressed with like just cutting down the damage even more on Lapras, um, having mind games with Ally Switch and Follow Me. It's like making it where Clefairy can't die because it has like the screens up and it's just been it's been a blast. <laughs> uh notably now Lapras gets sparkling aria. So you can do throat spray shenanigans with your Lapras now. <laughs> Excuse me, I need to go work on this instead. This sounds way more consistent than policy. So you literally just go sparkling Aria, and it's ninety. It's ninety damage. It's no. It's not Hydro Pump, but the accuracy is a whole lot better than Hydro Pump is. <laughs> you got to watch me uh, lose a game because I missed a Hydro Pump, man. You um, you know how this goes. So now you get like one ten geyser. I think is what it, is what it turns into compared to one forty. So that's yeah. not a huge difference, but also. You also get your stat boost from... Immediately. Yeah, from uh, your throat spray compared to trying to have them trigger your policy or you triggering it yourself, which... Yeah. I'm not... I've never been a fan of the trigger it myself policy plans. Exactly. I just don't think those are good. Um, so that's kind of just like whole things to think about. It just... Now it gets sparkling Aria as a water type move instead of just having to run Hydro Pump. Because running Surf feels terrible. <laughs> yep, agreed. And unfortunately, Lapras doesn't get Scald. Otherwise, I'd be all over it. Or Muddy Water. like Either or, yeah. I would love to have Muddy Water. But instead, here we are. Living in the world where Hydro Pump is the correct thing to play for now. Yep. Um, also, notably, that opens up Weakness Policy to go on other Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. Which, if that's the if that's the play, then uh, this team I was working on earlier had uh, Assault Vest Tyranitar, so if we're going to do that, then we can move Policy back on Tyranitar and just get to uh, just have another threat, man. Yep. It's really good. So, um, that's what I've been working on. Anything you want to touch on this week, man? Anything that's been... Uh, Stand out in your testing? Uh, I would go in the opposite direction. I've been trying to figure out the Sun teams and what to do with them. Um, when we were testing Series 3 at Collinsville, I had Sun Team plus Trick Room, which was It hot. was really good. It was, was really, really good. Really good. Uh, and then I'm just like looking around and I'm seeing Incineroar. I'm just like, well, Parting Shot's a problem. So like I have to run follow me with my hattering all the time now because parting shot means I get to lose I lose my hattering. Mm-hmm. But you also just like have a weaker Pokemon. Like my, it hits my opponents weak and makes them weaker. So it's like it's cool, but I was wanting to set up trick room. <laughs> like please stop. So I I've been trying to like figure out better ways to do the trick room part with less bombs. Uh, I haven't figured out one yet. I like the setup I have. I like Torkoal. I like uh, Charizard. I like Gastrodon. I like Venusaur. 
I like the trick room setup there, which is good counter to um, uh, Incineroar. Uh, the best way I have to deal with Lapras is just overgrow into it three times and yeah. hope Brute I can strength. It, just kill it. Um, yeah, just, you you don't have a uh, you don't have a brick breaker. No, which that's probably going to change. Yeah, I would I would look into swapping something to Rhyperior. Um because not only does it benefit your trick room, but it also gets brick break and can Unfortunately it can deal with Lapras, kinda, but it cannot it cannot be dealt like it gets dealt with by Lapras. Yeah. So um, that's a that's a give and take game of being able to play around it and being able to beat it. So, I was looking at swapping Charizard for anything faster that has a brick break. Which, you could try Raichu. Yeah. Like, Raichu slots into it pretty well. Um, I was also looking at, like you said, swapping Gastrodon for something else. And if I swap if I swap Gastrodon and Charizard for Pokemon that are helping me against the Lapras matchup, then, because those two, that's why I have Gastrodon, is because I have two fire types. So if I don't need the fire, if I don't have the second fire type, I don't really need Gastrodon as the Pokemon that's really there. So I could like have a different water Pokemon that has a little bit less of a weakness to just getting Solar Beam against. Yeah, I could see, I could see cutting Charizard and cutting Gastrodon, um, putting in Rhyperior and Raichu. I would try that and see where you get. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of where I, what I've been working on this past week. Um, outside of Sun, I've been working on like what I could get in the draft league. We're getting ready to start here on Sunday. Which I am. I am so excited for, man. As am I. I'm. I'm pretty excited to be able to not only play Pokemon but like have a, a little bit of bragging rights behind it because you know it's just going to be our group of basically our testing group playing draft league together. And it's going to yeah. be awesome. And the more people we get in the discord means the bigger the draft league is to be true. So shameless discord plug link is down in the show notes. Come join the discord. Yeah. Um, Carl, your, your, your job for the rest of this, the rest of the podcast in the foreseeable future is to plug the discord as many times as possible. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> as shamelessly and as as elegantly as you can possibly do it. <laughs> I can do that. That's easy. Follow us on Discord. Yeah, basically. Lessons. We'll have an invite out on our Twitter account probably by the time this episode goes up. Um, if you want to see our drafts and like our battles, we could probably be convinced to show a couple of them and put them up on like on stream or something. You could you could talk me into it. So it just push, depends push on arms. it depends on work schedules and everything else. But yeah, I I am down to have them streamed and everything else. So is this uh, uh is this gonna wrap it up this week, man? Is this where we get to the show notes part and all that good stuff? Yeah, I think this is about the end of it. All right, man. This has been uh, I think this has been a great first episode. If you want me to be honest, I think we covered a lot of lot of different stuff that we've been working on and was important to us and everything else. So much better than talking about magic. No, for sure, man. This has been, this has been a very good break. Magic for the last year sucked. 
So being able to talk about basically anything else is just awesome. Especially especially something that like you and I are going to like have had a passion for for mm-hmm. ever. So um that being said, you can always find us on Twitter. Um we are at Little Root Lessons. No, that's not correct because that's, that's too correct. long. That is too long. Oh, we're uh, lessons. That sounds correct. At LR Lessons on, on Twitter. Um, myself at Carter Noble 25 and Carl is at musical underscore 33. That is M-U-Z-I-K-L underscore 33 because he's really difficult and has to spell things different. <laughs> hey, get over it. I'm over it already. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, no, no. Carl and I are on Twitch. See, you let me have like two weeks off, man, so I don't know how to do the outro anymore. I don't know how to do the outro. Um, You can find us on Twitch as well. I am at MrMissouri25. Carl is at Musical. Correct? Okay, cool. Again, I'm out of it, man. Um, We have the Discord link down in the show notes. Uh, Anything past that, questions, comments, concerns, can also be sent to our email that is also going to be down in the show notes as well. So if you have information that you want to share with us or questions, comments, concerns, you, there is a way for you to reach us. So Potential topics, things you want to hear us talk about, give our opinions on. By all means, we will we will gladly listen to anything. We will gladly talk about anything and everything, basically. So I think that is going to do it this week for our first episode. I am really excited for the future, man. Same. That is going to do it, everybody. Have a good one. We will be back next week to talk about who knows what. Figure that out next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.